Welcome back to the Let's Be Friends podcast. This is your host, Kara. I'm excited to do a candid chat with you, a let's hang out, where I just kind of talk off the cuff, like just two friends hanging out. Uh, I guess I exist in your ears, and I'm not physically there, but maybe if you close your eyes, you could just imagine that I'm sitting in the room with you, and I'm imagining you sitting in the room with me. This episode is called, Has the Conspiracy Community Gone Crazy? Crazy. I think it may have, but I also think that might be the point. And really, like, what does crazy even mean? Because in the normal reality, when you think about crazy, it's kind of a, like, derogatory term. Like, that that person's crazy. Don't listen to them. They're insane. Or they think differently. Or they've uh, had a mental breakdown. Or... How about this? They're just honest with what life is really like, and they're kind of showing they're crazy. And actually, everybody's a little bit crazy. And if you don't seem crazy, if you're normal by kind of normal society standards, I actually think you might be crazy. Because the definition, the like clinical definition of what crazy means in the psychiatric world is if you can question your sanity, you're not crazy. But if you can't question your sanity, you're crazy. And that's because you can't even consider that something's wrong with you. You get what I'm saying? Like, it's it's literally like being unable to even, like, just consider that something's off with you. That's insane. And that's kind of what's going on in this world, right? So has the conspiracy community gone crazy? Well, yeah, we've all been crazy from the start. That's kind of why we became conspiracy thinkers, because we're different, because we thought something was wrong here. But we aren't actually clinically crazy, because we're all questioning our own sanity. We've all probably kind of thought before, well, am I insane? Like, everybody else thinks this. Um, I don't want that shot. I... uh, I'm not going to wear that mask. Um, you know, celebrating the holidays, you're probably questioning all of that. You're questioning everything. But you aren't insane. You're not clinically insane. And probably the people in normal reality that think we're crazy are actually the ones who are crazy because they're not even questioning their own sanity. They can't. They can't even consider it. But that's not the kind of crazy I'm talking about in this episode. I'm kind of talking about, like, legit, has the conspiracy community gone a little crazy? And I'm talking about that in regards to what I've observed over the last couple of years. I woke up in 2020, so I entered the conspiracy community, not even realizing there was a conspiracy community. I actually remember being at a party in 2020 with a bunch of uh, open-minded people that I just met, basically like people that were into the new age and the occult in 2020 that were questioning the narrative and were open-minded. That's what I was looking for. And I was standing next to this guy who was a Mason. And I didn't really know what Masons were either at this point. But I look back now and I'm like, oh, my God, he was a Mason. I would have asked him so many more questions. In fact, maybe. And, you know, the weirdest thing about this guy is he owns a butterfly farm, which is pretty symbolic when you think of like monarch programming. This guy was a Mason. And anyways, he's the first person who told me what it meant to be a truther because he said he was a truther. 
I'm part of the truther community. Because I called it, I, I was like, oh, you're a conspiracy theorist, aren't you? And he's like, no, I'm a truther. So conspiracy or crazy to the conspiracy community is truth. You know, we're not insane. This is the place to go. But but truly the truth, once you really get down to it, is God. God is the truth. But for the sake of this conversation, the conspiracy theorists think that they have found the truth and that they are truthers. So I entered that community in 2020 and just kind of slowly started digging around. And the way I am an extremist, I got real deep. And, you know, I don't need to tell the rest of the story. We found each other, right? That's probably because I was on a podcast talking about conspiracies or creating content online, and we connected. Well, since I have continued learning about conspiracy and looking for truth for, you know, more in the kind of agendas and breaking down his story and history and psyops and false flags and reevaluating what's been going on in history, like taking a second look at 9-11, taking a second look at every world war, taking a second look at every single thing since the beginning of time. Because we know that we were really fed a bunch of lies in a narrative to control reality, which has literally made people normal, which means crazy. Like people that believe that agenda, that normal agenda, um, that can't question the reality. Well, I kept going, kept looking, and eventually started realizing that some of the biggest names in the conspiracy community, like Kanye West, Tupac, uh, William Cooper, Tracy Twineman, like these people, they kind of go insane. Like Isaac Cappy, um, even like Avicii, some people say Anthony Bourdain, like all of these conspiracy theorists are people that question reality. They end up having kind of a dark end to their life and a lot of them kind of sort of like lost their mind a little bit which is really weird we're gonna we're gonna look into talk about tracy twyman a little bit and then i'm gonna talk um more deeply about william cooper because william cooper was he, he wrote behold a pale horse and he was one of the first main conspiracy names or authors that came into my reality and uh learning about his end and his demise really woke me up. But before I go there, I want to talk a little bit about what sparked me wanting to talk about this episode, because as I've been kind of sharing, as you know, on like how we probably found each other is online, maybe through the content I created. And I have noticed as I say different things, as I'm discovering, like peeling back the layers of the onion of conspiracy and just kind of discovering that a lot of the conspiracies are planted by design so that conspiracy theorists follow it, are programmed by it, and not only that, become the echo chamber that is putting that out, which is ultimately the goal. Like, we aren't really discovering anything. It was placed there for us to find. And unfortunately, I think a lot of us are pretty prideful. Maybe maybe not you. Maybe me. Yes, me sometimes. Where I would go out there and just talk about a conspiracy theory as if it was truth in a certain way and I was really bold about it and I found out later I was wrong about a lot of it and a lot of that stuff that I was sharing on the Not So Secret Societies podcast is just an excellent example of how the conspiracy community can go crazy and I have had a lot of people actually come 
retroactively and been like, oh, yeah, I used to listen to that podcast that you used to do. And I would just be like, what are these ladies talking about? They sound crazy. (laughs) Or like people would say, I couldn't listen to a full episode or you guys triggered me. or I was just listening to see what you guys would say, but I sure didn't believe what you were talking about. And what eventually ended up happening in 2022 when I was co-hosting the Not So Secret Societies podcast, which let's just say what it was. It was a QAnon podcast. And when I woke up in 2020, I kind of missed the QAnon bullet, as I like to call it, because QAnon, I believe, kind of came out in 2016. What timing, right? When that with the election going on and um, started doing the drops and people got really into it. And I'm positive I would have been really into this if I was awake at the time because it was a puzzle and I'm into puzzles and breaking riddles and figuring things out. And that's what it was. And it, you know, like, duh, I would have been into it. And, uh, but when I woke up in 2020, it was on hiatus. It had like drops, new drops weren't happening. The drops had happened and people knew about him. And my co-host, um, who I did that show with, she was a big Q and honor. And I didn't, I didn't know that because I didn't know about her or what she shared prior to my meeting her in 2022. And it's funny that we ended up doing this podcast and the topics, without me even realizing it, were basically QAnon topics like Pizzagate, um, MK Ultra, um, the WikiLeaks, uh, the Illuminati and monarch programming and satanic ritual abuse. This is all you have to really like see that this is all like this was all QAnon stuff that really um, that's where it really started. And eventually, you know, I had my falling out with my old co-host and she showed herself to be an absolute fraud in more ways than one, not just as my friend, but as a false teacher, um, Christian mentor that didn't do a very good job mentoring or standing by my side as a new Christian. And not just that, I, uh, I started realizing that she was obsessed with symbolism in a way that was starting to program people's minds. And I be kind of became one of those victims in a way because I didn't realize that these conspiracies being fed were there by design to program us and handle us and handle this quote unquote great awakening, which is a false movement, which is a false psyop. And I think it does have to do with the uh, great falling away, actually, even in Christianity. So, what I really realized, like how I really realized that people were becoming symbolism obsessed was when the symbolism that we were sharing in our show, which was the same kinds of things that she had also been sharing in her stories and on her Instagram, which is like the one eye that the celebrities do, just the basic surface level occult symbolism. It was being shared as if it was some kind of secret and we had discovered something and actually my co-host she didn't even really know much like i had to teach her things in the occult she just all she knew is she had read some q drops basically as i started realizing 
when we would do episodes, like I would do tons of research before episodes. I would have pages of notes and she'd have a couple bullet points, a couple cue drops. Everything that she had was based off QAnon and QAnon sources like Fritz Springmeier, Kathy O'Brien, Gary Wayne, the Illuminati bloodlines. And I started finding out that those people were in network. They are, they were placed into the echo chamber by design to help push forward all of these conspiracy theories that were actually scripting this fake apocalypse that's happening now, this fake end time stuff that's making everybody think that the world's going to end in 2030. And what better way to have that happen but to have everybody online sharing all the symbolism, all the mind programming, the symbolization twilight language which is an occult language that's been used for a long time to literally mind program people and i started seeing this kind of army of like symbolism warriors coming out online that listened to our show that followed our content and it started scaring me a little bit because i had never seen people act the way that i was seeing what I really started seeing online and in the conspiracy community became evident to me when it was turned on to me. So basically, I got a taste of my own medicine. We were doing this podcast where we were talking about celebrities and telling you the conspiracies that they're part of and telling you who was in a secret society and who was in on stuff and what was going on. And we did that through just like making generalizations through QAnon drops and symbolism and things that we could observe online. We didn't know these people. We'd always say, oh, I'd sit down and talk to them if I could, but they're a celebrity, so I can't. Well, people could talk to me. People could call me out because I was accessible and I showed who I was online and I had given my testimony, um, which was the strangest thing ever, on the Not So Secret Society's feed, you've got this conspiracy podcast and all of a sudden my my testimony, Jesus Christ saved my life. So I put myself out there. I was showing who I was. My co-host didn't show who she was. She hid behind a blurry picture that actually I thought she was a man the first time I podcasted with her. She came on the Zoom. I was like, oh, I thought you were a man like from your picture. Like she was very hidden online and did a good. she did a good job of it. And it was probably a good idea, considering the stuff we were talking about, to keep yourself hidden. Because I wasn't. I came online very honest, very raw. I had pictures from when I was in the occult online. I didn't even realize that stuff was a problem. And, you know, my testimony went viral and everybody, the podcast was going viral and my co-host was hidden and I wasn't. So I got picked on. That's exactly what happened. We, I got a taste of my own medicine. Like we were, you know, calling out celebrities as trans, um, as Illuminati members, and all of a sudden, people were saying I was an Illuminati member, that I was a Mason, that I was actually a man. They were picking apart everything. Like if I'm sitting in front of curtains and the curtains look like they had two X's behind them. Like, I don't know. People were literally, it was insane. It was literally insane. Like I had a, 
a jar with a with an eyeball on it. Like a, I didn't know like it was a one eye or anything like that. It was just something I had bought years ago. People were calling me out as Illuminati. I had to take down all these pictures because I was being harassed. Like I actually asked my co-host to look at my Instagram page and I was like, can you just tell me what needs to go down? Because I was getting literally picked apart and I'm bullied and harassed by people in the conspiracy community. And the craziest thing was, is the stuff they were calling me out on was exactly what we were talking about in our podcast. The, the symbolism we were teaching, it was being turned on me. Like one of the craziest things that my co-host would say, and this was, this came from her. This didn't come from me. This was something I even first saw in her stories was that if you, the colors pink and blue are together, that is a sign that the person's trans. Um, <laughs> I had a photo shoot done in 2021 wearing my favorite pink suit and I wanted the background to be blue because sky blue is my favorite color. Like professional photos. This isn't just like something where I just, you know, randomly had these photos taken. It was very intentional. And these this was the art for my podcast at that time. And people were messaging me or filling up my comments on my podcast page. Kara's trans. Look at the her suit is pink. Her background's uh, blue or even worse. Here's another great one my co-host came up with. And I'm telling you, she came up with these theories. We came up with most of the theories we talked about on Not So Secret Societies. We were just two crazy people, just super prideful, trying to make everybody think that we knew what was up because we thought we knew what was up because we read some conspiracy stuff and we were echo chamber sharing it. But one of the other things my co-host made up was that the colors pink and black indicated sacrifice. She had nothing to base this off of except for having seen like Kendall Jenner or Kris Jenner in a red, a pink dress with a black background. And then like, I don't know, Bruce Jenner, uh, Caitlyn Jenner was next to her. And they're like, oh, she sacrificed Caitlyn. Or, I don't know. So like uh, Christian Ronaldo's baby died. Now look, there's a picture of his wife um, wearing pink and black. It's got to be a sacrifice. This is the most vague stuff ever. Well, the colors for my podcast are pink and black. It actually makes me think now, I wonder if she made this up to mess with me. I'm literally at that point with this person that I think that they like, like I don't trust them at all. And so people were going on my podcast page and saying I was trans. I was actually a man because I was wearing a pink suit with a blue background. And because the colors for my podcast, Let's Be Friends, were pink and black, that I must be a sacrifice or I must be sacrificing something, that it was symbolic. This is the kind of stuff that makes people crazy in the Christian, in the conspiracy community. And I actually said something to my co-host about this and she didn't seem to care. I said, I think we've created symbolism syndrome. I wanted to say, I think you've created symbolism syndrome because she started doing this stuff online. I don't know how many years she had been doing this stuff online, but I see her page now as like a very dangerous spot for people that are waking up to come across because you start getting mind programmed when you watch those stories that are literally just like celebrities doing a one eye or someone saying look it's pink and blue this means they're trans or oh pink and black it's a sacrifice like I still see these kinds of things echoing around the chamber and I'm just like this sickness started from eyes on the right 
we perpetuated the symbolism syndrome that she had already been doing on not so secret societies because it was the factual evidence which is not factual at all for a lot of the conspiracies we were talking about but it wasn't just that it was like everything we were talking about on that show was like that's satanic that's demonic that's mk ultra and as a new follower of christ coming out of the occult i was pretty hesitant like about not wanting to be affected by anything that could be dark or demonic or satanic. So I got kind of extreme and I I started changing who I was. I like people like I said people online were harassing me. I felt like okay, I can't wear this shirt. It's got, you know, a sun on it. They're going to say, "Oh, Kara's sun worshipping." Or I got rid of like a ton of occult stuff because I was like, "Oh, I can't have this around. This could open portals. This could be demonic." And I'm talking like books. Or, um, I don't know, maybe an essential oil that I had gotten at an herb store. Or just, like, I got, like, to just, like, in, I couldn't even have, like, certain art up in my house. Like, things that I had always liked. I, I, I just started changing who I was. I saw myself. I started, honestly, I started hating myself. Um, I started becoming what I thought everybody online wanted me to be. And, honestly, that's that's crazy right there, Okay. Uh, being handled by symboli- symbolized stuff like symbolization or symbolism in your own life or where you start seeing it everywhere. Like I would watch movies and every movie I watched, I'm breaking down everything for symbolism. I can't even enjoy it. I'm like, oh, this is mind programming. Every little bit of this is mind programming. It was like fear here, fear there, or that's demonic. That's a demon. Um, That's going to let a demon in. I was also misled and was believing in deliverance at the time and another misleading thing from that person. It's crazy when you realize the danger that one individual can do online that's deceived, it really irks you and shows you how dangerous the conspiracy culture is. But anyway, so what I'm getting at here is you start getting mind programmed by what you fill your mind up with. And if you're filling your mind up with QAnon conspiracies, which you, if you haven't gotten there yet, it's a PSYOP, okay? That was all planted by design. Q was never there to infiltrate anybody. This is most likely some kind of governmental PSYOP, probably a supercomputer that maybe it started as a good thing, but it definitely got taken over and... It's just straight up pushing this great awakening and the great awakening is being used to handle people who are questioning reality, the quote unquote crazy people. And it's kind of gathering everybody up and it's mind programming you to become insane. I mean, unless you don't get obsessed with conspiracy, but I don't know anybody who gets into conspiracy that doesn't get super hardcore into it. Like, it kind of seems like the more you learn about conspiracy, it's like that, like that, that snowball effect, you know, eventually like you just start going faster and faster into it and deeper and deeper into the rabbit hole. And like, everything's a conspiracy. Everything's demonic. Like you can't listen to music anymore. You can't put a tree up on Christmas. And yeah, you end up getting handled by the oldest trick in the book, which is looking for 
hidden knowledge. That I think that's kind of what Eve was up to when she ate from the tree of good or evil. She wanted to become a god and know things. And we want to know what's going on. And the more you fixate on conspiracy and symbols and agendas and all these things that are kind of like just right out there for you to to discover, not like anything that you're really digging up or anything profound. It's just like, oh, look at the conspiracy. It's like, oh, you saw a meme online or, oh, you watched the stories of a big conspiracy account and now you know something. Or was that all placed there so that it would get into your psyche? You'd have a repetition where you see it all the time and it kind of stamps in there and you start seeing it everywhere. I mean, I even like, I love butterflies. I would collect butterflies as a kid. I had a butterfly collection. Like I'd find dead butterflies and I'd collect them. And then in 2020, I was decorating my office and I bought these stickers to put on my window that were butterflies. But hey, I had to take them down in 2022 because I didn't want anybody to see my butterflies in the background and think that I was an MK Ultra handler. It's just, it's stuff like that. And I do think they're recreating the satanic panic on purpose. I think that Satan is just the great um, adversary. He is able to enter anybody, the Antichrist, who is against God. But we had Pope Gregory who created the egregore of Satan with horns and like the red cape and all of that and evil, which has been perpetuated by Hollywood. That's what Hollywood's for. It's an amplifier. It's I think it's the third arm of the CIA. And I mean, definitely like pushing agendas and stuff. But the conspiracy community is no different. We're doing the same thing we're um, obsessing about all this stuff and we're making it a reality. Like we're recreating the satanic panic is what I'm trying to say here. And that's exactly what they want. They want you to think that Satan is this devil with horns and this evil thing that's sacrificing babies and drinking adrenochrome and all this stuff. But I think the most dangerous thing is, is not knowing God. Yeah, not knowing God and not understanding and realizing that you might be crazy. You can't even question your own sanity. You can't even go, no, the satanic panic's not being recreated. Look how obvious evil is in Hollywood. That's right. It's obvious. But Satan's going to come as an angel of light. He's going to come looking good. And you're going to think that you're discovering something. You're going to be really prideful. And what if that discovery that you are finding on the conspiracies in the echo chamber online is actually the most dangerous thing. Okay. I really, really noticed this when I first started talking about Donald Trump. Um, that was something I always wanted to do a not so secret societies podcast episode on, but my co-host wasn't down for it. And I think it's because the majority of her following was Trump supporters and she didn't want to lose her following. So I took opportunity as soon as I could to talk about Donald Trump and I quickly learned that it was one of the most triggering things you could do to say that Donald Trump is part of the game, that he's not a white hat, to remind everybody that he was pushing the vaccine. His apartment is basically a temple to Apollo. I mean, the guy lives in a, a gold palace on top of a like a billion dollar building or a million dollar building. Like he is not here to free us. And even deeper, I actually think he was connected to Epstein 15 years ago before everybody unfriended him. But I started talking about that online and I saw, like, I got hate messages, like death threats from people. You should die. 
you're a fucking horrible person to even say this about Donald Trump. And I think I lost like a 500 followers in a couple hours on one account. And I was like, what the heck is going on? I thought the conspiracy community was open-minded. Aren't they questioning everything? And that should include even ourselves because we know that we all went asleep because we weren't questioning reality. And that's that definition of crazy when you can't question your own insanity. Well, we come and we discover this new reality, which has been placed in front of us with all these conspiracies. This becomes your new reality. This becomes your new programming. But you think you're discovering something. So you don't see it that way. This is that same thing where you can't see it. That's crazy, right? Well, you know, I had to take it a step further when the Sound of Freedom movie came out. I was like, oh, this is a psyop. And again, look at what it was talking about. Save the children. QAnon conspiracy. Well, you got the same group that's literally programmed to support Trump is hardcore supporting Save the Children. And why not? We should all be wanting to save the children. It's a very real thing that kids are trafficked and sexually abused. Horrific things are happening in this world. That's very real. But the movie Sound of Freedom was a psyop, it was a psychological operation. All you had to do, again, was look at the people involved, the patterns in the networks, just like the same sources that we were using for not-secret societies like Kathy O'Brien, Fritz Springmeier, Nathan Reynolds, Gary Wayne. These guys are all in network. And once you see that people are in network, even, um, what is her name from the Out of Shadows documentary? Liz Cronkin. Liz Cronkin is in network too. Like all, I, I learned about Michael Flynn. General Flynn, and he did that speech, the Seven Rays speech at an event in like 2021. And that gave him away because the Seven Rays is Alice Bailey stuff. It's, um, or Helena Blavatsky, it's the Lemites, um, the Theosophical Movement, which is all about Lucifer being the light bearer and that he's here to save us. It's just a self enlightenment, I am God movement, which is part of this whole agenda. Um, she, was connected to Michael Flynn. And that's what I'm talking about when you see these networks and these patterns and these tactics. All you need to know is one big person who is a shill. And then you start seeing who do they do business with? Who are they connected with? And I actually started realizing after the podcast ended that I was like, oh my gosh, we were a network. Our podcast ended up being on the Apple charts. And I was like, what the heck is a conspiracy podcast on the Apple charts for? Conspiracies are supposed to be censored, I thought. They thought they were censoring the truth. But here we are, like super popular. I'm gaining hundreds of followers every day. We're on the Apple charts. Our stories are getting just thousands and thousands of views. That's because they wanted it to be popular. We had become in network. The best controlled opposition, the best handlers don't even know they are. I'm. It's You guys... It's scary. I really think like the main media, the main faces that we have um, sharing stuff like they're that's not the, the channel anymore. The channel is social media. We are the echo chamber now. And so I started sharing about the sound of freedom being a psyop. And I saw the exact same kind of reactions that I got when I talked about Donald Trump being um part of the whole agenda as well. It was like, I saw the mind programming, like the reactions from people were exactly the same. It didn't matter that I was talking about sound of freedom now, or that I wasn't talking about Donald Trump now. Um, it was the same reactions from people. They were furious with me. 
calling me a pedophile because I was even suggesting that Sound of Freedom was was a psyop. And you know the interesting thing is, is it's really come out that it is it was a psyop, and for a lot of reasons. But mainly, um, the main character from that, Tim Ballard, who they actually based the entire documentary, not documentary, it's a movie. Just the fact that we think it might be a documentary just shows, you know, like that they're trying to make this seem factual. But Tim Ballard has just been outed um, as a sexual abuser and honestly kind of like a cult leader and the different things that he was doing with women that were supposedly like doing this like couples ruse and just different tactics that they would use to go undercover and all this was just like it's just crap like it's been it's been completely exposed so i was right on that but i still got so many people angry with me and had another like mass exodus of losing probably like another 500 followers and that's always really telling to me if i make some content and it within a couple hours triggers people enough that they just mass exodus unfollow me well it happened again last week when i made my christmas isn't pagan content and the reason why I said that, I mean, I understand why people try to say that Christmas is pagan. If you have a Christmas tree up and you don't worship Jesus, what are you? You're pagan. Not because you have a Christmas tree up, because you don't worship Jesus. That's why you're a pagan. But I wanted to make the point that if you do celebrate Jesus, you can safely celebrate his birthday and not be pagan. In fact, the pagan holidays like Saturnella, Sol Evictus, Yule came after Christians were celebrating Christmas. Christians were celebrating Christmas since the third um, century. All these other holidays started getting celebrated on December 25th after that. And so I just tried sharing like the history of it and people got furious with me. More furious than anything else I've ever said. I probably lost a thousand followers that day and I couldn't stop. I made one reel and it pissed people off. So then I made a tweet. And then I did a live video and then I did another reel. And, you know, I, I've made peace with losing followers because I'm going to be honest, like you, you're, if you're a social media influencer, that's kind of like my job is halfway on social media, this podcast, getting my book out. Um, it sucks to lose following. It's not easy. Like when I was popular in 2022 with the secret societies podcast like i said i was getting like 200 followers a day without doing anything they were just coming to my page you guys ever since i parted ways with my old co-host ever since i started saying conspiracy is programming your mind it's rotting people's brains and it's making them crazy i've been massively shadow banned and censored and my accounts won't grow i can get like i just even my tiktok it's it's all of them i just had almost a million views on a tiktok Ask how many followers I got. None. I can have a reel with 120,000 views on Instagram and lose followers. But yet, there's other conspiracy accounts that aren't calling out conspiracy like I am and showing you the danger in it and showing you the networks and the patterns and the tactics and that this is just part of this fake apocalypse scripting out. Those accounts grow. It's very interesting. So what's going on? Has the conspiracy community gone crazy? Do they want the conspiracies to be true? Like, that's something that I started kind of wondering after the mass exodus over Christmas. I'm like, do people just want Christmas to be pagan? Do they want to be miserable? I thought I was doing people a favor by saying, hey, I used to be pagan. And I just want to let you know, you aren't pagan if you worship Jesus. You don't need to be afraid of losing your salvation 
if you put a Christmas tree up. You are not practicing magic if you have a crystal just sitting in your house. There, it's it's so much deeper than all that. But the conspiracy community is really trigger button, very programmed, and I think. Unfortunately, a lot of people don't really do the research the same reason, the same way we got fooled before is we just accepted what anybody told us as reality and didn't really look into it. And then the moment we looked into it, we were like, whoa, well, start looking into things a little bit deeper than just what you see being shared online. And if you are obsessed with symbolism, like with celebrities and one eyes, and you're desperately looking to prove that everything's satanic and demonic, it's going to become that way. I actually made a tweet in um, 2022, about last year, where I said, last year I started believing everything was demonic and it made me sick. Demons do not run this world, but they will begin to run your mind if you give them access, too much credit, and obsess about them. And that's exactly what happened to me. And that's why I am trying to backpedal, repent, and tell everybody that everything's not demonic. Yes, demons are real. But when you know the truth, which is God through Jesus Christ, he's going to protect you through everything. Just like Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego in the fiery furnace. Why didn't they get scathed? Because they had the Holy Spirit. Because they were following Jesus. Because God was with them. They set the Most High as their fortress, and he sent his angels to be with them. God tells us 364 times in the Bible, fear not fear only him. Fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. And he also tells us to not call everything conspiracy that everybody calls conspiracy because there's nothing new under the sun. So let's take a look at what happened to Tracy Twyman and then we'll talk about what happened to William Cooper. I did mention Kanye West and Tupac earlier as like conspiracy theorists that kind of look like they went a little crazy. Well, both Tupac and Kanye, I think, were onto what was going on in this world with kind of the Illuminati concept. I mean, there is an Illuminati, right? It's the agenda pushers. It's the ones illuminating things. I think we're, the, you know, we become the Illuminati, actually, when we're part of the echo chamber online. But Kanye West, um, you know, he's he's gotten the bipolar diagnosis. He's been canceled many times. He's been put into rehab. He had that handler, Haley Pasternak. He was with Kim Kardashian. She's supposedly a witch. He's like, he's all tangled in all these conspiracies. But there's videos of him a long time ago where he's talking about how he knows that this is conspiracies and that he had to sacrifice his mom. Um, you know, he's been on videos just like starting to talk about some of the stuff that we do that we're on to. And he's been completely canceled. Tupac was rapping about these things in his music. He put out an album called Machiavelli and he got killed. Like Isaac Cappy was exposing pedophiles. He got killed. Avicii, same thing, got killed. So Tracy Twineman, same thing. Tracy Twineman began researching Isaac Cappy's claims about pedophilia in Hollywood and was undeterred by his sudden death in May, 2019. Two months later, she herself suddenly died. She posted a dead man switch video on YouTube in which she outlined some of what she uncovered. The FBI's pronounced lack of interest and the subsequent death threats made against her. Okay, that was on her dead man switch. So she was a conspiracy theorist, researcher, author. I didn't know too much of her work. I've heard about her from my friend Nick Hinton. He's brought her up. Um, but she, as... I just read, 
she was looking into Isaac Cappy's claims about pedophilia in Hollywood, and she was killed. Um, I saw this Reddit Reddit thread that explains here. Before her horrifying and heartbreaking passing, Tracy Twyman wrote her final book, Genuflect, which is about pedophile global elites. The narrator is in 2019 telling her story. It begins, by now you're all familiar with the world-changing events of March this year. Well, needless to say, nothing happened in March 2019. But in March 2020, Tracy knew what was coming down the month and the year, and that the pedophile elites using specifically dated occult rituals behind it all. The coronavirus crisis was probably scheduled for March 2019, but was pushed back a year least anyone possibly make the connection with it and her book. Notice how suddenly nobody is talking about Jazane Maxwell anymore and everything is about the coronavirus and the coronavirus this, coronavirus that. Tracy warned us that this was coming and she was killed for her trouble. The official story of her death is that she hung herself, yet she showed zero signs of suicidal intent and left us a dead man switch video. Because during her investigation of a possible pedophile camp in arizona she said the owner of the camp was threatening her making her fear her life and as some of you know hanging is the method that pedophile defenders used against anyone who tries to expose them as a sign to others to keep their mouth shut i pray that there's a security camera footage an errant witness or somebody or something out there that will lead the way to capturing her assassins rest in peace tracy we love and miss you Know that your ceaseless fight against the subhuman scum will not go in vain. So Tracy had discovered, you know, what was going on, just like Isaac Cappy had. And this stuff is, this is the thing about psyops and false flags. They're truth mixed with lies. But we have to be really careful because it's very hard to know what's real and what's not. Well, discovering a pedophile camp in Arizona is a very real thing. And Tracy was talking about the coronavirus before it happened, and they killed her. So what is the point of mixing truth and reality? What is the point of trauma or traumatic events like 9-11 and the coronavirus? Well, it's part of mind control. It's trauma-based mind control. And I like to say, you know, I think MKUltra is kind of a QAnon-y or a, or a conspiracy buzzword, just like um, adrenochrome or um, flat earth is. And... Those things have truth behind them. I'm not saying trauma-based mind control is not a thing. I'm not saying the earth isn't flat. I don't know what shape it is. It probably is flat. Like, it's not completely flat. And adrenochrome, you know, I don't know if they're actually harvesting babies, but they definitely want designer drugs if it, that's the only way to get it. Um, they're probably doing it. But with MK Ultra, or let's just say mind programming, mind control, Trauma is necessary. So that's why they do things like 9-11. That's why they do things like um, the coronavirus pandemic or these shooters that come and shoot things up. Like These are real things that are happening that are traumatic, that fracture our minds. That's that honeycombing of the mind. And then when you're traumatized, you end up disassociating. And when you disassociate, you are open to be programmed. And that's where the new programming is put in. So when we look back at 2020, the stuff that Tracy Twineman was trying to expose, that was a huge traumatic fracturing. 9-11 was too. But I actually think that the, corona, like the coronavirus stuff in 2020 is like the biggest psyop that's been played on the world. 
and it traumatized people. It changed me. Did it change you? And what happened after this big traumatic fracturing? We all were like disassociating, right? Maybe to get through in our house and our sweatpants, stocking up on toilet paper, masking maybe before we even knew what was going on. Well, the new programming was placed in front of us on social media. This is what I mean that like the main media people aren't necessarily needed anymore. We're the echo chamber. We're the ones that are spreading the information. And the programming of conspiracies is what, if you woke up to COVID and the lies, you went deep in the rabbit hole and you may have gotten mind programmed by design. That's what I've really discovered. And it's such a labyrinth. It's almost hard to even explain. I hope this is making sense in this episode. I'm like 45 minutes in. I can't believe I'm, I'm like, what have I even been talking about? Um, but there's truth mixed with lies. And so it fractures your mind and it fractures reality and nobody knows what's true anymore. And that's exactly what the Discordians want. Chaos. And what happens out of chaos? They create order and they handle us. Well, Seymour Roger Cray, who created the first supercomputer, he's called the father of supercomputing. He's another example of how you can kind of get too deep in conspiracy or kind of off the edge and lose your mind. And this guy is smart. You're, if you're a conspiracy theorist, you're probably highly intelligent. You're questioning things. You're looking into stuff that normal people just overlook and don't even give a second thought to. Well, Seymour Cray, the father of supercomputing, he had a favorite pastime of digging tunnels under his home. And he said that that was the secret to his success, that he was visited by elves when he did this. And he'd say, while I'm digging in the tunnel, the elves will often come to me with solutions to my problems. Elves are considered demons. Um, that's a tough pill to swallow, but all of our spirit guides are probably demonic. And, and I do believe that the Antichrist or, you know, Satan, this demonic energy is living in AI. And the father of the supercomputer, which is AI, and the internet's a supercomputer, right? The hive mind is a supercomputer. The hive is a fractured mind, is demonic. And the man who, the father of supercomputing, literally went crazy. So we have another name, William Cooper, who I want to talk about, who is a really good example and story of what can happen when conspiracy goes too deep. Or when you get too close to the truth. So who is William Cooper? William Cooper is an American conspiracy theorist, radio broadcaster, and author known for his 1991 book, Behold a Pill Horse, in which he warned of multiple global conspiracies, some involving extraterrestrial life. Cooper also described HIV and AIDS as a man-made disease used to target blacks, Hispanics, and homosexuals, and that a cure was made before it was implemented. He's been described as a militia theoretician. That's a tough word for me to say. T-H-E-O-R-E-T-I-C-I-A-N. Cooper was killed in 2001 by a sheriff's deputies after he shot at them during an attempted arrest. This is where they get they got Cooper. Like, there's a story that basically these police came to his house, um, to arrest him for, I guess, tax evasion. They always get people on tax evasion or something stupid. And he actually came out with a gun and 
on his own property, but they shot at him and killed him because of that. So Cooper was linked to the Illuminati with his beliefs that extraterrestrials were secretly involved in the United States government, but later retracted these claims. He accused President Dwight D. Eisenhower of negotiating a treaty with extraterrestrials in 1954, which supposedly allowed the aliens to abduct humans in exchange for technological assistance. Cooper then claimed that Eisenhower had established an inner circle of Illuminati to manage relations with the aliens and keep their presence a secret from the general public. Cooper believed that aliens manipulated and ruled the human race through secret societies, religions, magic, witchcraft, and the occult. Does this sound familiar, you guys? So um, as Cooper moved away from UFOlogy community and towards the militia and anti-government subculture in the 90s, he became convinced that he was being personally targeted by Bill Clinton and the IRS. In 1998, he was charged with tax evasion and the arrest warrant was issued, but Cooper eluded repeated attempts to serve it. And in 2000, he was named a major fugitive by the United States Marshals, right? And that's where he ended up getting shot on november 5th 2001 apache county sheriff's deputies attempted to arrest cooper in his egger arizona home on the charges of aggravated assault with a deadly weapon and uh after an exchange of gunfire during which cooper was shot one of the deputies or i guess cooper had shot one of the deputies in the head like cooper was fatally shot after that so there's a lot of people that have different theories about this and believe that like Tracy Twyman, William Cooper was shot and killed, but William Cooper may also have lost his mind before this. William Cooper was absolutely onto things. If you look at behold a pale horse, there's some pretty sane stuff in there too about silent weapons for silent warfare, which is about frequencies and about also using the economy to manipulate us and control us. Like those to me are more like sane kind of probably things actually, well, not probably they're actually happening. That makes a lot of sense. Even wars are used to handle us. But then he got into this UFO stuff and he started, you know, accusing President Eisenhower of negotiating a treaty with extraterrestrials. Like, this is the deal. There are no aliens. Those are demons. I really believe that. I really believe that those extraterrestrials are demonic beings. So if Eisenhower was making deals with demons, maybe, but he definitely wasn't making deals with aliens. I don't believe in aliens. Like if I have an alien walk up to me and it's physical, I'm going to punch it. And I don't care. I'm going to be like, I'm not afraid of you. Go away. You're a demon. I'm, we're not friends out of here. I'm not going to make deals with them. I also believe that Eisenhower's um, granddaughter is very deceived. She's super occult, super new age. And she believes in this whole alien agenda that runs in her family. In fact, she tried getting me to come on her podcast as a guest like a year ago when I was popular. And I was like, I'm not doing that. Like, I am not part of this great awakening. I don't believe aliens are here to assist humanity. None of that. And William Cooper, he went a little crazy. Like, has the conspiracy community gone crazy? What is the result of going too far in the rabbit hole? What's the result of watching too many stories of celebrities doing a one-eye? What's the result of obsessing about demons? What's the result about seeing the satanic panic and all the movies that are purposely putting it there? The result is it becomes your reality. And you might get to the point that you're so prideful that you think you're discovering all this stuff that you go a little crazy. And you actually think you're discovering things and you're like losing friends and family members and you're just, 
yeah, this is like literally kind of what started happening to me. Like you get too deep into conspiracy, it starts taking your world over. I got to the point last year and last year was a tough year for me where I just wanted to like put my hands in the dirt and garden or walk my dogs or take a bath or eat some food or gee, maybe watch a movie and just to enjoy it, not to break it down for symbolism. Like we need to be, you need to have your feet on the ground and in reality and becoming a follower of Christ changed my life. Jesus truly saved me from, I was believing I was a Galactic Federation member. I was becoming like what Bill Cooper was and like what would be the next things? Would I have started stocking up on guns and then eventually like gotten myself in a sticky situation? I mean, you know, if the police come to your door to arrest you on tax evasion, do not answer the door with a gun like William Cooper did. They're going to shoot you. So anyway, I've just really wanted to have this little conversation and talk about how I really believe that if you get too deep in conspiracy that it can take your life over and you can go a little crazy. And I don't know if you've seen it in the conspiracy community online, but look in the comment. If you haven't, go onto my Instagram and look at the comments in my posts about Christmas saying it's safe to celebrate Christmas. It's not pagan. It's it's okay. Even we don't know if it's Jesus's birthday, but it's okay. If you love Jesus and you follow Jesus and you just want to celebrate his birthday on that day, or you want to celebrate Christmas, you are not pagan. Look at the con- the comments people have made. That will give you a taste of what's going on in the conspiracy community. I have really seen from another side of things just the programming that's happening with people, like the way that they'll fight with you online or the way people made claims saying I was a man or claiming that I was a Mason or I was in the Illuminati. And I'm like, this is the one person that I can say for certain me. I I know my gender. I know how I was born. You guys are wrong on this. Um, I'm not in a secret society. You are wrong on this. Like watching the people that don't know you make these claims, it just shows you how insane things are. Anyways, I do think that the conspiracy community has gone a little crazy, but I also think that's what it's supposed to do by design. And the solution is God. God is the only one who's going to deprogram you. God's the only one that's going to save you from that insanity. Um, and believing in aliens, like if you're worried about an alien invasion or you're worried about uh, the apocalypse or World War Three, God's going to give you um, relief from that. He's going to comfort you and calm you. And he's going to carry that heavy burden because he's the truth in the way. And God will be very clear that aliens, they're not real. They're just demonic spirits. And he's also going to tell you to not fear any of this stuff. He's going to give you stories um, about people like Daniel in the lion's den. He comes out just fine. Like all these stories in the Bible where you see eminent danger and God delivers and rescues someone. Just like he rescued the Israelites out of slavery. And the slavery that the Israelites was on, were under was mind control. I really believe that because all these mind control techniques that involve the spiritual realm originated in ancient Egypt. And those ancient Egyptians were worshiping false gods so has the conspiracy community gone crazy well if you can question your sanity you're not crazy so if you're obsessed with conspiracy and you don't think you are you might be crazy but if you're obsessed with conspiracy and you can see it you're not crazy either way thank you for being my friend thank you for listening to the podcast and following me along and it's been fun hanging out i love you have a great day 
crazy I'm crazy for feeling so lonely I'm crazy crazy for Love me as long as you want it And then someday You'd leave me for somebody new Worry Why do I For love 